Hey, did you think we were taking a week off? You were wrong. This is episode 179. We're back. 179. Yes, Novi. Um, we are back. We recorded the last episode. I feel like we did it on Monday last week, but now we're doing it on Wednesday, coming on Thursday like usual. Um, we're going to try to make this the shortest episode ever, although Season and I were talking for a good 45 minutes before. Uh, leading up until starting recording, let me go ahead and just say everything we were talking about. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, well, it did involve regional uh, Spanish soccer from 1917 and other stuff, which we will not mention. Yes, but we did talk about all the different um, ethnicities of Spain, although yeah. we have talked about that on a previous episode in yeah. depth. I cannot remember what episode that was, but Nicole was on there. Um, anyway, episode 179. We will be talking about a few different things today. We're going to pontificate if the players in Europe should go on strike. Um, big labor advocate sees, big Marxist sees, is uh, in the building. Um, not Kumi Star, even though I'm mad at you that you kept putting DJ Kumi Star. I told you just to say Kumi Star. I was kind of hyper. Yeah, I can tell. Um, also, we're going to talk about the uh, Condom Bowl, World Cup qualifiers, everything going on with that. And we're going to also talk about really fast, has football slash the football media kind of dropped the ball right now in regards to racism, um, like really dealing with it, taking the steps to deal with it for the future of when fans get back in the stadium. But, Caesar, I don't know if you saw this. Your boy, Tony Cruz, and your other dude you hate, um, Pierre Aubameyang, uh, <laughs> they were having, like, a bit of a feud, like, in the media. <laughs> and I also saw something about Tony Cruz talking about, and I feel like maybe we talked about it last week, Tony Cruz was kind of complaining about the schedule and stuff. And... It was funny because I'm like, why are you why, like, why is Tony Cruz talking about like a booming celebrations from last year? Like, what's the point of that? Like, why don't you just talk about how y'all are being overworked to the max during a pandemic? And also, like, I know at least in Spain, they have some kind of union because I remember when they were talking about doing the classical in Miami, they were mad about it. Um, and I remember, like, they, I remember seeing, like, some meeting they were having. I remember seeing Sergio Busquets and Sergio Ramos, like, they were chopping up laughing with each other. I thought it was cute. Um, like, I, actually, I'll ask you, do you think that it'd be feasible and productive to have, let's just say, the top five leagues uh, go on strike? I don't think it's feasible. Um, to be honest with you, I think it, I think, I think it's, I think it would only happen if it started happening in individual leagues first. Like, let's say, I think an opportunity would have been good if the the French Federation, the, the French league did it when they, when the players weren't allowed to play, when everything resumed, that would have been an interesting time to see a union spurred up. Maybe even Spain, when they had that conglomerate schedule, they released, um, especially for teams like Real Madrid, I think I think a union would have happened in some of those leagues, but I don't oh, know. Hold if, on, you're saying union? I mean, I'm, I'm asking about a strike. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, a strike. 
I don't. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think you can do it. It's just too many people. I think. I think it's too many like areas. Too many. Too many different like uh, teams. Different areas for like all of them unanimously agree to strike it. I don't think that's gonna happen. I can well, see well, like I could see like a big a couple big teams or something. Some teams from different areas decide to do it and that make an impact because those teams are really important, I guess, to the league. But I can't see everybody coming together to do it. I mean, I, I would want them to. Well, I, I want them to do it, but I can't see that happening. Let's just say in one league, for example. Let's just say, like, mm-hmm. like in Spain. Well, yeah, let's just say – actually, let's say England. Let's say England, the, the players, you know, I don't know if the coaches will get on board or whatever, but they're just like, look, Okay, actually, you know what? Let's let's stick with Spain because I was looking at the schedule and Spain is not doesn't even have a winter break. They're so going right through it. And I feel like EPL used to, but they don't anymore. I think Bundesliga is like the Bundesliga in Italy are like the only leagues that have like a real winter break. I think I don't know. Yeah, Bundesliga, has, Bundesliga has the biggest one. Yeah, and also they they play the least games. Yeah. Um, probably because they have a union, they were able to do that. I'm not yeah. sure. And, and I think they have like a more aggressive winter than the other leagues do. Yeah, uh, they they up there in the Alps and like Brescia plays up in the Alps, man. And true, like, true. Right. I, I'm just yeah. I'm just. Um, but um, let's say Spain. They don't have a winter break, and you got a lot of players that play in Latin America. A lot of the, not a whole lot, but some of these players just going for qualifiers all the way back to South America, going back. Imagine you got to go from Peru, from Chile, it's on the whole other side of the globe. That's some intense flying. And you don't get no break. Caesar, these dudes just played in these matches. Like, they just played yesterday. They got games on Saturday. Like, yo, dude, like, and, and we're talking about during a pandemic. That's not also, also in Africa, like they just had qualifiers for AFCON. You 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 coming from all the way from uh, South Africa, Angola, going all the way up to deck on like Germany, like what? I think like like dog, like you gonna you gotta go on strike and say like, look, we need like a three week winter break. Yeah, I think if. If Spain, the Spanish Spain, uh, the Spanish teams decided to do it, that would be huge. That's an that's an important league. It's an impactful league. It has a lot of power. I think even I think England would be even bigger. But if if Spain did it, I think it would it would make a difference. And it seems like it's it's so necessary. Like not only is it already like a, a crazy league. Um, overall, overall, uh, I know they're having a lot of issues with some ratings. Ratings aren't the same what they used to be in some of these leagues. Um, the packages are weird. Like, I have never had such a struggle in my life to find to watch a game in my life. Like, I don't even know my process to find watch these qualifiers. I'm like, wait, I, I, am I not allowed to watch Brazil anymore? What happened? It's just really weird right now. And the thing is, we all used to be used – we were used to the, the typical schedule, which is like sometimes you get Wednesday games, and then we have the Saturday games and Sunday games for like the lower teams and usually those leagues, but the main teams play Saturday and Wednesday. And then England was like, we're just going to roll out this fun Monday night football thing, like Monday night soccer, let's do it. And we kind of saw the big games happening those days because it's a new slot. 
Then this year happened, and we're just having stuff all over the place. There's three weeks of Champions League going on unnecessarily. Then they literally got – they didn't even get really a week off. Then after that, they got out the Champions League schedule. You would think they get like a couple weeks of just one game or two games a week, one game, and they're already back doing qualifiers. And some of these guys like Bam say play in Africa, some play in Brazil. Some dudes are getting called over to Korea. I'm like, holy dude, that's insane, man. You got to go from Korea to, to, to England. That's such a far flight, man. What the hell? Caesar, Caesar. After this weekend, like they got games on Saturday, then they got Champions League next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then yeah, Europa on that. Thursday. I, I'm, I'd be so damn over it, Bam. It's not even December yet. And, and it's thing, not even December yet. Yeah, and the thing that sucks is like the the thing that sucks, like they're doing this, and they had like the COVID break. Generally, I would think like having like because I remember we talked about like like more or less games like what's like like whether that's bad or good. And I remember like like of course I I feel like they should kind of play less games. But like I was kind of playing devil's advocate a little bit, just saying like okay, or if they have a bunch of games, and this is like before COVID when they were complaining about that, you know, it gives a chance for young players to play and like get different get different players, but. The problem is, like, when it's kind of thrust on you like this, you don't have a choice, you you still got to compete, <laughs> you know? Like, you still got to win games. So it's not worth it to do it now because it's like, okay, like, I can't be, you know, putting just, you know, some 17-year-old out there every other week or something like that because if we lose, like, that matters. Yeah. If you had, to, if you had like, a summer to prepare and bring in these young dudes and stuff like that and, like, early in the season you can play them and stuff like that it'd be different but I'm just looking at this schedule and I'm like yo dude like we've seen so many injuries we've seen so many positive COVID tests like it's just I mean yeah we talked about it already like last week but I'm like dude like y'all gotta go on strike you got to do something. I mean, you, I, I thought the I thought a good thing to see was obviously on the show. I've been there very adamant that I hate it, but I'm happy. I'm happy that the players turned down the the salary cuts. Um, uh, like players Barcelona turning down to the to have their their wages reduced during this time. I'm like, not, dude, not like all players did that though. So well, whatever the, the the decision became unanimous, so the players didn't have to. So well, I mean, well, it was different teams did different things, but some some teams and some players did take cuts. I think yeah. Juve players took cuts. It's just, it sucks to me because I'm like, damn, like, you're already being overworked. And if you're being overworked, you're going to now accept less pay. Like, that's insane to me. But, I mean, it's the nature of the biz. A lot of times they call these players properties, right? And then they refer to them as being bought and buying them and, and selling them and buying them. So when you're already when you're treating people like you're moving bodies around, like you're selling bodies, then that's, that's already going to be something that's, like, engraved in them when they're talking about this stuff. Like, it's it's gross. And I hate I really hate to see it because – these people are real. Have real lives, real families, and 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 people really know. Even though Ronaldo got all mad about getting coronavirus, like at the same time, it's like, yeah, he's just talking from a competitor aspect. He's upset because he wants to go play and he's over it and he like tested positive twice or something like that, so he's pissed. But like at the same time, like what if like someone his family died? It would have been a totally different reaction to it. So it's it's that kind of situation where we need to separate 
the 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 career and sport with like a real life virus that's going on and it's like in the middle you want people taking pay cuts that's that's dirty i don't like that yeah i mean there's just a lot of um it's just not being handled well by the people that make the schedules like by fifa and uefa i just feel like they're not really handling the situation well i get that like you know things got pushed back and it was it was a chaotic time but you know maybe they could have thought about like making the season like four less games you know for like some of some of the leagues like or at least every single team is a rematch so what game would you be cutting less I mean, uh, well, whatever. I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? I like, maybe but, but, maybe reduce some of the the cup matches or get rid of a cup match. Like, whatever, dude. We don't need to. Like, they got rid of RM Cup this year. There's no Real Madrid Cup. That's great. Like, get rid of another one. Get maybe suspend Copa del Rey this year. Like, dude, just like you know, whatever. Like, I suspend. think they, I think they did. I think they did. Yeah, but I'm saying like another. Like, you, you need to make steps like that. Like more stuff to. And if you're if you're going, to, honestly, it was already a shortened year. They could have just like. They could have did something different, man. I don't. I don't. I just didn't like the process. It felt like I would have uh, the situation rather have been them getting creative and fumbling on being creative, than them just like shoving it down people's throats. That's what's really whack. If they had did something wild, like look, man, we're just gonna go one game per, and if there's ties, there's gonna be playoff games, and boom, we're going for it. Fine, whatever. It's something different. It's an attempt towards bringing a resolution to a crisis. But when yeah. you're just shoving the season down three games a week, I'm even getting over Even I'm like, I need a break. Like, I, I was like, I was like, I cannot watch Real Madrid do this again. I'm not going to watch Benjamin and everybody play the wrong positions because 14 people are hurt. I'm not doing this this week. Look at PSG. What the hell is that on TV, man? It's not even – I don't even I – like, I used to be excited to tune on TV, PSG match. I'm like, about to go off. I'm like, what the hell is this out there? <laughs> I don't even want to. The only reason I'm watching is I like watching Moise's keen play. I'm like, he's out there still, but it's rough. It's weird right now. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, maybe just having 30 games or like, and doing something about those replays. I don't know, but like, yeah, just having the same season, like 38 games. Like, I, I just feel like it was. It just wasn't handled well, and the players are the ones that really suffer. Like, it's not like the people at UEFA and stuff <clears throat> or FIFA. It, it, I mean, it ain't like they got to work extra hard. Like, they're not putting their body on the line. Bam. Let's just keep it so real right now. This is no disrespect to these teams at all. Look at the top five for freaking La Liga right now. Number one is Real Sociedad. Number two, Villarreal, who at the first week got spanked and we thought were the worst team ever. They're number two in the league. Number three is Atletico Madrid. Number four is Madrid. Number five is Granada. So, like, let me just, like, not disrespecting these teams, but what's the funny thing here? Only two out of those five teams have had real deep Champions League matches, tournaments, and birth in the last two seasons, including, and those teams, the teams that went deep, Real Madrid, fourth. And a team that went deep also and got wrecked, Barcelona's eighth. <laughs> that says something. Like the teams that are that had in, in these leagues, Valencia, a team that always has to go deep, they're ninth. Like Valencia, when you see them when they're good, they're, they're good. But they're super inconsistent. The good teams are really – Real Betis is a good team. They're inconsistent. Inconsistencies are going to happen with teams that have players that get called up. Real Betis has, has French players like Fakir to get called up. These people have players that get moved all around. The teams are doing well. 
have a lot of players that don't get called up and have to move out of her. Especially that they don't have a ton of players that are getting shipped around all over the country or nation. Like, no, like they, like it, it's, it's, you can tell by these leagues how it's going on. And I think especially like is a great one to see because it's it's really weird. And usually by this point, when you get to about twenty points um, or, or about ten matches played, you're getting close to there. You go like, okay, now it's gonna start rounding out. And then the the because the cute like, oh look at that, uh, Sevilla's number one. Then reality sets in and teams start separating and the gaps start growing. These teams can't even do that because they're not resting. <laughs> they're just playing, playing, playing. Real Madrid goes, eats a 4-1 game, then plays another gun on Tuesday. They're just eating these matches. And I think psychologically what really happens is that you don't you don't sense the urgency of winning when it just keeps hitting you over and over. I feel like it's hard to keep your competitive drive going when it's just nonstop. It's just like the losses start to not really feel like a loss anymore. I feel like it's just, I'm glad it's over. Move on. When the sucky thing about that approach is you don't build from that. You're ignoring what happened while you lost and you just keep going. You know, it's, 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 it's hard to build off that. I, I want to see these teams. I think it's fun to see like different teams up top, but not at the expense of these players looking horrible in the field. Like some of these matches look terrible to watch, man. They're not fun to watch at all. Yeah. Like the thing is too, that for a bigger club, there's more pressure to win. So if you play for Barcelona, Barcelona sucks, but if you play for Real Madrid or even Atleti, um, you play for uh, Liverpool or Man U or whatever, like there's more pressure to win. There's more attention on you. So the games are harder. Like when there's more pressure, this more the game is more difficult. There's no pressure on a Real Sociedad, like, there's no pressure on Villarreal. Like the only pressure is to not get relegated. So like, you know, that's, that's pressure, but it ain't like that much. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just, I, I feel like it's unfair for the players to be playing so much. It's even more unfair for the big clubs, but then even you could argue it's very unfair for the smaller clubs too. They don't have the same resources the big clubs do or the same like depth. At least they're playing less games though. <laughs> Yeah, they're not playing. Uh, you know, they they wouldn't would not be playing Champions League or Europa League. They, would, they wouldn't have a roster of, of of eleven international call ups like Real Madrid had. Like literally, the whole team was gone over the weekend. That's insane, man. That's a it, lot it, of people moving in and out of your team. <laughs> it, it might be harder if you're playing in Europa League because you got to go to like more random countries and like places with like less. Um, like like worse facilities. Well, like but players. I mean, some of these players are catching coronavirus. Luis Suarez left and he has coronavirus. So yeah, it's 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 just not chill right now. It's kind of like it's not. I don't. I hate to be like that the the party pooper, but I just don't like it. I don't like the feel yeah. of it. I don't like. I'm be honest with you. Like I don't like the feel of the season. It feels weird. It doesn't feel the same because we already kind of had this iffy feeling about like giving like the asterisk over like winning champions like this last year because it was already kind of, like, iffy. You know, it was a weird season to end it all. And even Real Madrid won La Liga, like, I'm glad they did it. Congratulations. But it was just a weird year, too, though. So going into this year, like, it's like it's they started off this way and it makes you just – you still have that taste in your mouth from how it went down from the, the March to May last year. So it's just – I don't know. I just – it's like part of me really wants to accelerate past this Give them this summer break coming up and let just hope they – and it sucks that this summer there's a tournament too. Like, can they just have this summer off? Can they just cancel all this shit for the summer? 
Can we not have crap this summer? Can they just get the summer off, all these players? Give them three freaking months at home, just three months, please. Well, they well, they never get three months, but, like – Give them three months. <laughs> um, I don't want you, no game scheduled. I want everybody to shut the hell up and sit down. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know exactly how they're going to end up doing the Euros. Like, I'm not really tripping too much about the Euros, but yeah, – Euro, Euros, they, they can just do – Euros is like what, like – one game for group one, one game per group stage match, then like a three game playoff. Like they're they're fine with that. It's not yeah, like, yeah, and not, like they it's like seven gonna, games total. They were going to do it like three different countries or something like that, but I, I don't know what they're going to end up doing oh. now. But maybe all in Portugal again. Ho- hopefully by then there's like um, a, a decent amount of vaccination. Um, and I think if, it will be. I mean, and if not, and if not, like just enough of a flattened curve in the majority of Europe or wherever they're going to be playing the Europe. They're going to play in Florida. <laughs> and then they'll all get COVID. Um, <laughs> apparently North Dakota has like the most cases, uh, like death rate, the highest death rate in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like so, per, per, like per COVID test. Yeah. Like per, like per capita or whatever. Like they're like the worst. Holy in the crap. World. That's insane. Yeah. Well, um, um that, that's anyway, a lot of red, it's a lot of red up there, but go ahead. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, let's talk about the uh, World Cup, Cannonball World Cup qualifiers, which are impossible to watch. Um, we had match day three and four this past week since we recorded. I'm just going to go through it really fast. I didn't, I only, I watched, um, I watched Uruguay versus Colombia. Are you watching this in Spanish? <laughs> They come on BN like a week later, or like four days later, basically. So like today, like they're showing games from like last match day. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, why do I see games right now? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, like they played the games yesterday. Um, so let's just like really fast. Uh, last week match day, um, Ecuador beat Bolivia three two. Argentina um, tied with Argentina. Uh, I'm sorry, Argentina tied with Paraguay one one. Uruguay beat Colombia 3-0. Somebody got a red card. Who was that? Um, Chile beat Peru 2-0. That's like a big rivalry. And Brazil beat Venezuela 1-0. Then the match day yesterday being Tuesday, match day 4-18, Ecuador beat Colombia 6-1. Battle of the same flags. (laughs) Those flags being um, inspired by the Haitian Revolution. Yes, battle um, of flags. Venezuela, which also has the same flag, uh, beat Different Chile. Jerseys. Beat Chile two one. Ooh, I like that. I think Rondon got that game winner too. Did he? Okay, I, I didn't look. Um, Big I actually, I, I was I was going to look at the highlights, but I forgot. Um, Paraguay tied Bolivia two two. Mm. Bolivia having a similar flag, but not exactly. No, we, we don't. Um, Brazil beat Uruguay 2-0, and Argentina beat Peru 2-0. Um, I only watched the highlights of Uruguay-Brazil. The highlight package that, that BN did was garbage. Like, um, I, think they, I think they mix it on like this app I have at home called Video Shop. It was very bad highlight package. Uh, Cavani did get a red card. It was a – I call it an MLS red card – Cause I was like, dog, like, come on, that's a yellow card, dude. Like, but then they like went back and was like, oh, you stepped on too much of his foot, so it's a red card. I'm like, wow. Um, 
Good, but, good but riddance. Too, huh? Good riddance. But I'm not too mad because, um, well, they're the next games for a World Cup, for the Economy World Cup qualifiers are in March. But, um, uh, but, um, yeah, yeah. Will be alive then still? Uruguay has some good forwards. It's going to be the one-year anniversary of COVID. (laughs) That dude, uh, Darwin Nunez, had like a nice goal in the match against Colombia. Um, Ecuador beat Colombia so bad. There's, I think, uh, did one of the dudes have a hat trick? No. Damn, did it. It was literally only one person had a brace. Everybody, they kind of, when I was looking at it, it was kind of grainy, so I couldn't tell who's who. <laughs> um, Yo, some of these cameras they're using for these tournaments, I'm, like, sad about. Like, I watched some AFCON qualifier. I'm like, what's going on here? What happened? Where'd the camera crew go? They got, did they pull out cell phones or what? Uh, um, I don't think oh, – Messi didn't score in either of these um, uh, qualifier matches. But Brazil – Top of this, top of these standings uh, right now, four zero and zero, perfect record, twelve goals, only two against, um, doing great. Argentina's got three wins and one draw. Um, I haven't seen them play to know if they're playing well or not, but they've only scored six goals. I've heard, I heard Latado's balling. Probably he's a baller. Um, he I did watch like a little bit of the game between Argentina and Paraguay. And I just seen Messi walking around, and I got frustrated. Um, Ecuador is in third right now on nine points. Um, oh, Argentina's on ten points. Ecuador's on nine points. They have the most goals scored so far. That'll happen when you score six against Colombia. Yeah. Um, Paraguay's right under them with six points. Uruguay is also has six points. Um, Chile and Colombia both have four points. Bolivia and Peru are on the bottom right now with one point each. Um, so right now it's not looking too different from what it looked like early on in qualifiers last time, except for at this point, last time Ecuador is at the top and I think it was like Ecuador, Argentina. No, I'm sorry. I think it was like Ecuador, Uruguay, like early in qualifiers last time, but then it, obviously Brazil just went on a crazy run. But, um, but Cavani did lead scoring in that last, uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, hopefully something changes in the new year with uh, watching qualifiers because this really sucks. Um, the hell's that in your hand? A clip? The hell? An extendo? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, last, I want to talk really fast. Hopefully, this can still be the la- the shortest episode ever. I think we're already past that though. Um. I was just thinking about this. I feel like now would have been the time, like early in the season, for like media and like the football people in Europe to really talk about what what we're going to do, what they and what we are going to do going forward when fans get back in the stadiums in regards to racism. Like, right now, you don't really have to worry about it. There's been, like, an instance or two in some places where they have, like, a small amount of fans. But in general, you're not having fans in the stadiums. So you're not seeing all the racism. Literally, last season, there's something every single week that we'd have to report on. Um, 
And what, the only thing I'm seeing is like, oh, you know, what are we going to do about racism on social media? Like, they're attacking the players on social media. I'm like, dude, like, you can't do nothing about that. That's on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, Instagram. But in the stadiums, that's, like, what y'all got to do. And it's going to be really crazy if it just goes back to normal. Like, when the fans come back, we got to deal with racism again. And it'll be because they just didn't talk about it while the fans weren't there. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Um, to me, it just seems like COVID was a great, re- great, great way to blanket an issue that was happening consistently, you know, going into that winter, going into January, February, um, right before COVID hit, it seemed like that was nonstop. It was rampant from, from Kulubali to Lukaku to everybody on the team to, to Deli Ali, to the Man U, like that, it just really, it really didn't stop, you know, even before that, the Chelsea bus thing, all this stuff going on all the time. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, the, 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 never mind, never mind. I'm not going to do that one. I was going to make a joke. It's not time for a joke, but yeah, um, bring up the Minnesota Vikings boat. Anyway, so <laughs> things are just happening all the time. And I think that it's really annoying that they just, they, they're kind of using this, they didn't use this time to rebuild and repair and did it, they, it would have been really cool to see a club, especially when the seat, when, the, when they start playing again, all those teams were wearing the black lives matter shirts and they're still wearing these clothes. Like America had a bunch of uh, slogans on their training kits or something like that. It'd have been really cool to see like, okay, great. You did more messages, which I talked about originally on the show. I do not care about banner saying end racism. I do not. I don't care about it. Like I'm done seeing it. Like, yes, it's good to have there, but <clears throat> think about this. How good is it that your league needs to have a million banners up telling people to stop being racist? Uh, 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 it sounds like there's a problem going on here. It doesn't sound like it's chill because you don't just walk into Target and you see a bunch of signs says, "Don't steal, stop stealing, don't loiter, stop stealing," because like. It's handled differently. So I think that <laughs> I think that what really needs to happen is this would have been a good time where they have time on their hands for this stuff to address before they open up what kind of rules they can instill. And they could test these things out, do, especially knowing that these, 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 these clubs are going to be opening up their stadiums to partial sizes, partial openings. You you have a better chance of controlling and, and, and influencing rules if you're opening up your stadium that's normally 80K to 9,000 people. So you let these people know, hey, you guys are coming back. We're glad to have you back. But these are the new rules we instilled since you guys have been gone. Thanks for always being a supporter. But you have time to do that. They didn't do anything. It's, you know, no kind of law changes, no rule changes. And that's, the, that's what, like you said it best. You're never going to stop internet trolling and these people online with – with these random accounts from Lord knows where saying wild things, you know, no, not me um, <laughs> saying wild things. But what you're going to have is when it's inside your house, your stadium, your arena, your dome, whatever you are able to control that. And you need to have rules and punishments in place to handle that accordingly. I mean, yeah, dude, like I just really hope that they just don't go back to what it was like, we can't be going through a whole pandemic where it just changes everything in football, where you really have like hundreds of games with no fans in the stadium. And then when they can come back, finally, when we get this burden lifted off of us, 
back to the monkey chance. Like, we just really cannot have that. Like, we cannot, what? Mm, all of a sudden, anti-monkey chance. This is too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe COVID knocked some sense into you. Welcome to the team, dog. We needed you. I wish I could, like, turn off my camera, but you could still see me, and I would do stupid stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just, we can't go back to that. And I really feel like they're missing an opportunity. It's great to see, like, when the players kneel uh, before the match and stuff like that. Like, the announcers will mention it. Like, yeah, they're kneeling because of racism. And, you know, they'll still bring up George Floyd. Like, they're still, like, you know, because the George Floyd uh, murder. Like, I'll hear that in EPL and stuff. A shame that, like, other uh, leagues didn't do that. But, um, <laughs> um it, you know, it, it really needs to be something that's like, okay, guys, look, dude, like, you know, it's November, you know, we're probably before the end of the actual season, we're going to have fans back in the stadium. So what are we going to do to make sure that this all wasn't just to get it back to like the worst part of our sport? And I don't know. I like, I don't think that that's being discuss but and, and and on some level i understand because like it's just like a whole new world right now and just you know we got to deal with what's going on but like at some point you got to have some foresight and say hey okay you know all right we're dealing with it we know what's going on ain't gonna be no fans but or except for in russia but um you know in a few months what are we gonna do inter milan lazio uh cagliari and you know, whoever else, uh, Tottenham, what are we going to do to make sure these things aren't happening? Bro, um, I would like to see it myself. And and um, I don't know if this is going to segue into what Tony Cruz said. Tony Cruz comments. What? Um, I just wanted to make a quick note about that. I thought that what's really whack is that, like, the best part about it was he was discussing how the players are tired. That's great. I agree. That was awesome quotes by him on that. But where in the hell did he wake up and decide to attack someone from five years ago with a boomerang? I'm like, dog, that first mask was five years ago, homie. Okay, he's talking about the Black Panther mask, though. Yeah, well, that's the one you had a problem with. You had a problem with the you didn't have a problem with the Batman and Robin mask that Marco Royce did also with him. Royce was Robin. A boomerang was Batman. What was you up for five years ago? You want to? You you got a problem with Black Panther? I'm done. <laughs> R.I.P. Chad with Bozeman. Yeah, all right. um, we 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 see you. We see you, uh, um, Tony Karen. But go ahead, though. I think I I, I would imagine Tony Cruz has like a personal issue with the Boomyang, but I don't know why or why has an issue with. Yeah, he probably does. Whatever. Yeah, like he's just saying that, but I he probably just has a personal issue with him. Um, but I'm like, damn dog, why you see you were there when Nacho ran down a Boomyang. He ain't all oh that. God. Oh my God. He ain't really? all that. Maybe it's what he's trying to say, but y'all seen how Nacho ran him down? That man ain't Batman or or from Wakanda. Because I mean, Nacho ran him down. I mean, honestly, like, was I the only one that saw that? Because I, I remember that. Please stop. And, and, and literally, it's probably on the highlight reel. Like, if you watch the highlights from that match, it's probably there. Because Nacho. It's a highlight him. because he did a great play. He did a great play. Uh, but, but because like there was like almost a goal scoring chance if Nacho didn't 
uh, hawk him. Okay, just relax with these terms, okay? <laughs> you're so you're a Real Madrid fan, unless it's a Boomyang or what? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Is it because I was going so hard about Boomyang being fast, and then here come Nacho, just blow it out of the water. <laughs> he really was hustling Nacho, <laughs> before he had the blonde hair. That was the real Nacho. Nacho was like, look, I ain't from too far away from Africa either. Don't play with me. <laughs> We just rob, skip away from Africa. Don't play. It, it really sucks that during the time Sergio Ramos was hurt, we didn't get nacho time. That really sucked. It, it wasn't just going to be full-blown nacho. Because I remember before, whenever one of them get hurt, it would be just nacho, Sergio Ramos. They would be balling out. They would ball out together. Nacho and Sergio Ramos is a filthy combo. That's a real national team combo. <laughs> I remember when, uh, like, if anybody got hurt on the Real Madrid back line, they just plug Nacho in. And he would just put in work. And just ball out. <laughs> he got that blonde hair. He just had to flip up on us. What happened to Cuz? Well, he hurt his knee last year, but I, but it, it used to blow my mind. I'm like, why don't somebody pay $70 million for Nacho? He does it all. He's a do-it-all. He's the world's best back line utility man, hands down. I'm like, why don't, like, like two, three years ago, I'm like, he, just – Pay seventy million for him. Like they what paid are you like doing? forty five million for Militao when he's so much better than him. Oh, like I'm literally like yo, like, just like two footed, like as he's hell. Like stocky, like he has speed. He's great defender. He can play CDM fullback, center anywhere, dog. He's so good. I seen him score goals. Like you seen him Paka Uba? Like I, like literally three years ago, pay. 70 million for him, dude. And said so out here signing David Luiz for free when they could just get Nacho. Like, come on, dog. Nacho would have bought that arsenal. I mean, honestly, I just think he doesn't want to leave Real Madrid, which is smart. <laughs> He's like, why the hell would I dip to one of those booty ass clothes? He's like, why would I Life go there? Is so good over here. Being, a, being probably being the best player, except that I roll Real Madrid. It's probably so nice. You're probably just chilling, dude. You get all the perks. They give you that free Audi every year. You get a free Audi to ride around. Life is good over there. I honestly think that you, Nacho has. You go play has, for Wolves. You don't get a free Audi, dog. <laughs> I think not. I think Nacho has like a million followers on uh, on uh, Instagram. What? Fuck, it's a star. I you know how hard so. it is for a UFC dude to get a million followers? <laughs> they treat him like he's royalty. This dude Nacho got a million, like it's nothing. Oh yeah. Oh my bad, my bad. Six point four million. Oh what? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, the guy's a fucking star. Holy shit, dude. I'm going to put some respect on his name. My bad, dog. You got <laughs> six million followers? He's probably sponsored by goddamn everybody. Fucking legend. <laughs> Holy crap, on Instagram? What? What is he talking about with his brother? Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, nah, Nacho's a legend, but anyway, um, yeah, his brother plays for uh, Cadiz. This dude gets 6.4 million followers. Holy crap. He did a post about Kobe Bryant. Oh, let's see if Nacho did a, uh, did Nacho do a, um, oh, he didn't do a black joint. Damn. <laughs> he didn't do it. He didn't do nothing for black people. That's not enough. So that's not, he's not losing me yet. Relax. <laughs> Say what? I mean, he did post something about Kobe. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> yeah, we're dumb right now. He has his. This is the stupidest combo. Can we stop this right no, now? No, this is no. the dumbest thing to look Caesar. into Nacho about. Caesar, Caesar. He has this picture with uh, Danny Carvajal, Tony Cruz, and Isco. Uh-huh. And I wish that this was his one that said Black Lives Matter. Like, it would be so great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see that picture. That'd be great. It just. <laughs> 
I'm just mad that uh, Cruz is in the background, but that'd be great. That would have been so dope if he was just like Black Lives Matter. Nah, the better one, think about now, take that what you just said and then put it, then look at the picture with him and then Mindy in the back. What if you said that? Look at that picture. With <laughs> like, him and Mindy? What if he put that picture right there and it was like Black Lives Matter? <laughs> hey, I mean, damn. <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> What, what is, anyway, this dude really is famous, man. I mean, he, did, I he doesn't have time of caps. He has a ridiculous amount of caps. I remember some time ago looking at um his. I was like, damn. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, Nacho. <laughs> episode one seventy nine. We made it podcast. Um, the music you're hearing right now is uh, undoubtedly F Donald Trump. Oh. Um. In, until he concedes, he's definitely getting that uh, treatment. And yeah, make sure you subscribe to We Made It Seas on YouTube. Caesar is streaming. Kumi Star is streaming. That's two different people. Kumi Star is uh, a DJ. He's playing user. Alter Ego. He comes around once in a while. Yeah. Um, he just, he's one of our roommates. He just shows up and takes over and does a set. But, you know, he did have his debut. And I'm, I'm part of me is a little jealous that his debut is bigger than anything I've ever done. I mean, Lord, this man is killing it. But you know, gotta show love to the roomie. So Kumi stars on there dropping fire beats. And the, the the YouTube didn't get flagged. Well, I saw what on their. I was looking on their uh, Twitter the game, and they were saying like they're not compatible with like Twitch and something else, but they are with YouTube. So maybe they have like the game. Those songs are licensed on YouTube. And I thought so too because I saw that um. Another, there was someone else in the stream that had like a lot more views than mine. And I was like, it was been there for like a month. I was like, oh, I guess chill though. The songs are kind of whack though. Yeah, they were. But I did, I did make it better though. I mean, you did uh, drop off, start off with Donna Summer. I did, I did. I saw Donna Summer and I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, if you're gonna have me DJ your concert, we're gonna start off with some hot summer. Okay. Like I need some hot stuff, baby. This you know, I was like, this dude seems just wilding right now. Oh no, girl! <laughs> Can you relax. That's what they had. I'm like, they like gave me Billie Eilish. I'm not playing by Billie Eilish, dog. I'm okay, not trying to turn you, up here. The only thing I didn't like was that in the in the game, like the avatar dude doesn't have headphones. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, he's a he's a real he's a real fake DJ. I was like, what's the deal? Yeah, all the pictures, none of them have headphones. I'm like, is there something I don't know about? <laughs> I'm like, damn, dog. Like, he's just he dancing. Has, he has earbuds in, you know? <laughs> I'm like, he's just dancing? Like, I'm like, damn, you got to do something. He's not even, like, on the table. He's, like, moving around everywhere. I'm like, damn, you're just, like, really promoting the fake DJ life. Can we not do that? <laughs> For real. What the hell are we talking about? Okay. Um, anyway, follow We Made a Season on YouTube, but make sure you follow We Made a Podcast. We just had to download in Morocco. Um, I don't know I don't know if that's the first one or not. I gotta check, but um, hope they don't listen to what we have to say about um the uh, Hakimi. No, it's not the first one. Actually, we got our download in Morocco a while ago. Um, yeah, holler and uh, make sure you're following us. FTP. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but.